are listening to Pharmacy IT and Me, your informatics pharmacist podcast. Hey everyone, this is Tony Dow with another episode of Pharmacy IT and Me. And as with every episode, we start with this one saying that the intended audience is everybody. On today's episode, we're going to be speaking with our special guest, Dr. Austin uh, Motler, on what his role is in terms of pharmacy informatics and technology. So thank you so much for being on the podcast today. How are you doing? I'm doing great, Tony. Uh, thank you so much. I'm humbled, humbled and honored that you would ask me to join you. Oh yeah, of course. Like I, I actually wanted to to speak with you because I'm very curious about your your role in uh, informatics. I guess education for the place that you're working at. Not not necessarily in academia. It's um more for the the organization. So that's really interesting to me that you know this is the path that you got into. So um you know just before we we get into some of those kind of questions, can you tell us a little bit more about yourself? Yes, and before I get into that, I wanted to mention I met first met Tony at ASHP in the lobby and. Um, later, we were in the same group for a pharmacy informatics networking session, and I've been listening to his podcast for probably about six months at that point, and we had gotten connected on LinkedIn. So I just wanted to say um, yeah, thank you again for having me here, and Tony is just as nice in person, and he's a humble guy, and his podcast, um, in my opinion, is a valuable and insightful addition um, to the world of pharmacy informatics. And about myself, kind of more personal uh, level uh, of a beautiful and uber talented bride of 18 years and two beautiful and smart girls and a 10 pound multi poo named Piper. Um, with COVID, uh, all the humans in my house have adjusted um, pretty well, but Piper is not doing so well. She likes to bark at some of the slower walkers. So if you're walking by our house, just make sure you keep a good pace or she'll bark at you. <laughs> um, but she's super friendly and she will look you like crazy. My faith is very important to me. Um, so as far as like a framework for my life, faith, family, and career in that order um, are super important. I grew up in eastern North Carolina in Washington, North Carolina. So um, that's near the coast. So I'm a river boy at heart. So I probably should act like I've been here before, but I haven't been officially interviewed um, since helping my high school tennis team advance in the playoffs. Um, I was the number five seed on a 3A school, so it wasn't um, that big of a deal. But um, sorry, I probably sound like Uncle Rico and Napoleon Dynamite. But um, so I attended UNC Chapel Hill uh, for college and also for pharmacy school. And I graduated from the Eshelman School of Pharmacy in 2003. Um, after pharmacy school, worked in retail pharmacy um, in a retail grocery chain as a pharmacy manager for 15 years. And towards the end of that time, I went back to UNC to learn healthcare informatics. And I'm sure we'll jump into more details about that a little bit later in this, this interview. And then two years ago in 2018, I saw a job posted that had uh, pharmacy informatics as a component. Um, so that was very exciting. I had tried for over a year to get into a, a more pharmacy informatics related role, but always got stuck on the having experience piece, um, having worked in the retail pharmacy chain. And so UNC had the Carolina Health Informatics Program. So that was uh, very important um, going back to school as far as my transition um, from retail pharmacy into the pharmacy informatics world. Presently, I'm the Epic Pharmacy Principal Trainer at Duke Health. 
<clears throat> and so what that means, um, it's a non-traditional pharmacy role. Uh, Epic, as many of you know, but some of you may not, is the largest electronic medical record system in the United States. And so um, the core of my job is overseeing all of the training of new hires. I'm involved with any kind of technological implementation and then also support the pharmacy team in many ways. And a common question that I get um, being here in the triangle of North Carolina, um, being a UNC grad and working for Duke, how do I resolve that? <laughs> so I bleed Carolina blue. That's my uh, where I graduated. But Duke has been so great to me. So I always say as far as that um, that balance of being a UNC grad and working for Duke, that in our pursuit of excellence, we make each other better. Another way to say it's like iron sharpens iron. Um, so there's a lot of collaboration um, between the schools, the two schools, um, between UNC and Duke. Most people probably know us for our battle on the basketball court. When it's a battle of the blues on Tobacco Road, it's a fierce rivalry. But um, other than that, we are uh, constantly making each other better. And after starting at Duke, um, it kind of spurred some new thoughts in my mind about how to continue to advance my career. Gone back and done the master's program at UNC to kind of develop those skills. And as I went through this current role, um, I saw a need where informatics and administration often overlap. And so um, that has since led me into the master's program back to UNC School of Pharmacy. Um, so it's the online MS and hospital and health system and pharmacy administration program. And there's some outstanding pharmacy leaders in the program, um, one of which was recently interviewed by you, Tony, in episode 220. Um, that was Chris Fortier. And there's many outstanding leaders with the program. And one other thing, um, dad joke during COVID. Hopefully it's okay to use dad jokes during your podcast. Um, so my dad joke, uh, thanks to COVID, is after 18 years, I finally made it into a corner office with a window. So it only took being non-essential and a pandemic um, to make that happen. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I feel the same way about that. So uh, it's it's been a while since, uh, you know, uh, I've been able to work in this kind of setting where, you know, I'm also remote just like you, but there are some benefits to it. Uh, one of the benefits, you know, that I've seen, and I don't know if, if you've seen, is that um, I get a lot more focused time on actually completing projects. Have you been able to kind of see something similar? Yes, it's it has its um its pros um for sure it's definitely nice to save time on kind of the daily routine of having to get ready and drive into work and so it does offer itself some more flexibility with the schedule um be able to de devote more time to to projects sometimes it's uh hard to cut it off so working um, when you're at work you might leave at a certain time each day but sometimes the day can kind of drag on so you have to kind of learn some self-discipline in that regard oh yeah yeah definitely it is a change of pace because you know we're in a completely different environment now um but you know like for your role your your role as a in the education of you know as a trainer for the the organization i, I guess what was your role like when you were still on site? And is it any different than when you started working remotely? Yeah, my current role when I was on site, um, a lot of my job responsibilities are the same 
um, prior to COVID, I was able to do most of my meetings in person, and that was always emphasized um, with my training group. And my job actually lives under CEPD at Duke, um, so that's a little bit unusual. I'm not under IT or pharmacy, um, so I'm the only pharmacist in my team of 90. And then I've got a smaller team that's just responsible for EPIC training. So primarily as the, the informatics um, EPIC principal trainer at Duke, I'm responsible for training all the pharmacists and pharmacy technicians on the EPIC software. And so the ideal way to do that would be in person. We have training environments where the new hires can come in and have like a an experience with the system. They get to practice and click around. And it's very valuable to the the new hire experience just to have that hands-on approach. Um, so that part's been very different because um, now you know, all the training is remote, you know, mostly with Zoom, um, occasionally WebEx. But we would also have... Um, operational and technical meetings, which I largely attended in person. And so those are all remote now as well. Some of the things that I did when I came on board two years ago, I think would be a lot more challenging. Um, We had this big project that we did for the retail pharmacies. Um, So we implemented uh, Epic Willow Ambulatory. And so that was like a nine-month project. And so right when I was hired, I was kind of uh, thrust into that um, kind of jump in. And so that was coming from retail pharmacy. That was a totally new world um, for me, just changing from the daily grind, the 12-hour days, um, just a whole different flow of just jumping into a big project, working on a team and collaborating. I was very thankful it was the retail pharmacy aspect of Epic because I felt like <clears throat> as the new guy who didn't know Epic or even hospital EMRs, you know, it was an opportunity where I felt like I could be helpful and useful just because I knew the language of pharmacy um, at the retail uh, pharmacy level. So like for your current role, like the, uh, I guess the training piece, I I know that it's, you know, you did mention it a little bit, like kind of a higher level overview, but can you kind of go a little bit into more detail? Because it's more of like, I, I honestly, I, I really don't know the details and, you know, the things that you have to do day to day, like, you know, the specific, like, things you have to do, the specific skills you need uh, to make sure this training is actually um, understandable by the entire staff. So can you kind of go a little bit into detail about that? Oh, I'd be happy to. So as the principal trainer, I'm responsible for all the pharmacists and phar- pharmacy technicians um, for their training on the Epic software, collaborate and directional operation technical meetings. Part of my job was getting certified by Epic. So I never thought I would travel um, as a pharmacist. But uh, when I started with Duke, all of a sudden I was um, traveling for work. So I would go to Epic in Verona, Wisconsin. And so I've done several certifications um, with Epic. Um, Another part of my job is presenting. So that was new coming from my background. Um, I never felt really strong in presentations. Um, so I thought, what better way to get better at that skill than to be in a job where kind of the expectation is you're up in front of the class teaching, going off of lesson plans. And so that was a, a great opportunity to kind of strengthen that presentation skill. The pharmacy informatics component of my job is uh, with 
Epic, there are different environments. You have production, testing, training environments. So I primarily manage the training environment. Um, so I usually get you know, the environments kind of piped down to the training level. And so it's a copy of what you see in production with some things kind of stripped away. Um, and so I'd come in and I'd build training patients, maybe tweak some settings to make it ideal for training and kind of following the IT side of things. It's a little different um, in some respects from what the analysts do because they're heavily involved with kind of the testing and production side of things. And then um, the changes they make eventually get filtered down to the training environments. Occasionally, the environments get out of sync, and so we have to occasionally kind of wipe the slate clean, do a new download, and then kind of rebuild what you had before. So that's kind of a big project that takes um, months to kind of get the training environment back to, to where you had it. Another aspect of the job is presenting to um, the Duke Pharmacy leadership, as well as IT and the clinical pharmacist teams. And also I develop system-wide learning documents for the pharmacy teams. And those, those were some of the things that when I came on board, I was expecting. Yeah, I know I'd be involved with the big project, the retail pharmacy project. Um, there'd be some travel involved, the value of presenting in front of a classroom and in front of people. Some things that maybe I didn't foresee or underestimated were the value of working on a large project. Um, I had not really had that opportunity in my career. And so it was a little overwhelming at first. I was new um, to Duke, so I didn't know uh, many folks. And actually, the first few months, I probably knew the Epic representatives a lot better than people at Duke, just because I was always in touch with them during the project. But working on the large project um, gave me an opportunity to get to know the leadership at Duke. So I was regularly meeting with Duke leadership, um, like the chief pharmacy officer, the associate chief pharmacy officers, um, the retail pharmacy leadership. Um, I was in meetings with the IT leadership, um, so the analyst teams, chief uh, medical information officers, the CMIOs, the CNIOs um, for nursing. And then also I was working with the leadership within my own department, as well as provider champions and leadership on the medical side. So that was um, very interesting to kind of make that transition from retail into that kind of role where I'm still new to hospital and health system pharmacy, but having this great opportunity to work on a project and get to meet um, a lot of influential leaders within the organization. And it was a very supportive environment. So having come from retail, I had a little bit different feel. So a lot of the support you got came from your colleagues kind of horizontally, kind of supporting each other. So it was very refreshing to come into an environment that had principled leadership. And, you know, it was a team atmosphere. People all of a sudden were interested in investing in you and helping you in your career. So that was new for me. It was kind of put some wind in my sails because for so long, I was just kind of going through kind of on my own trying to figure it out. And then all of a sudden to have some people who are willing to come on and be partners with you and support you um, was really, really helpful. And one of those um, was my chief pharmacy officer at the time, Paul Bush. So after the Will Ambitory go live, 
and implementation, and we were able to get together. And I had a bunch of kind of career trajectory questions just to kind of see what the need was with pharmacy informatics in the health system. He was a kind of a seasoned pharmacy leader. He's very involved with ASHP. And so he has his hand on the pulse of what's going on um, with pharmacy in, in the country. And so he was uh, very influential in uh, recommending that I go to ASHP mid-year. Um, and I'd never considered doing that. Um, even as a student, I didn't go. So that was uh, pretty incredible. Um, he even offered um, some funding support, which you know, I had, name, had anybody invest financially into my career um, other than myself. So that was um, really cool. And also he encouraged me to do the pharmacy informatics certificate that's offered through ASHP. And so I was able to do that. I highly recommend that to, to anyone who's new to pharmacy informatics and wants to learn more kind of <clears throat> big picture, but also the kind of the individual components um, to pharmacy informatics. The ASHP pharmacy informatics certificate is really good for that. It spends the first, I think it was like 10 hours of CEs. You're kind of learning about healthcare informatics in general. And then the back half, um, the last 10 hours, um, you're learning more about managing the devices and smart pumps and some of the more uh, pharmacy-specific um, details of pharmacy informatics. And one other really unique opportunity in this role is I've been able to um, be on various committees. Um, so I present monthly um, to the Duke Pharmacy Leadership, and I serve on the Pharmacy Education Committee and also on the Retail Pharmacy um, governance committee. Through those committees, I've also become a facilitator on behalf of Duke um, for the School of Pharmacy uh, fourth year seminar course. So I've been able to help out there, which I never would have um, envisioned uh, when I started working at Duke two years ago. Yeah, so that was a, a lot of info that you you just talked about, and um, you know, one of the things too is that you did, like you said. You spent a number of years in retail before you got into informatics. And I mean, it, it's, it's a very different uh, way of getting into informatics because you're going in from the, the training side. And like you said, you, your involvement is mostly managing the training domain and the education. So I, I guess what was uh, your interest or what got you interested into pursuing this path? So, yes, I was in retail pharmacy. I was interested in pharmacy informatics. I'd kind of reached that point where I wanted to um, kind of transition in my career. And I tried for over a year to get into a pharmacy informatics role. Um, typically, there are analyst roles that were posted. And so that was uh, difficult. It's hard to kind of get out of retail pharmacy into pharmacy informatics. And so you kind of have to be creative and kind of keep your head up and look for opportunities. But yeah, I remember spending hours on you know, updating your resume and cover letters, um, applying to these positions. And then, you know, sometimes you get the reply, the auto reply back 10 minutes later, just saying, thank you for applying, but you know, we're considering other candidates or you don't meet our qualifications. And so that was the challenge. Um, how do you get experience while you're in a demanding retail job? And so with encouragement from my lovely wife, she just encouraged me to consider going back to school. Um, there's this health informatics program that I had heard about. And so I went back 
to UNC and started taking classes, put my toes in the water just to learn more about informatics and gain some experience. So looking back, like I knew very little and I wasn't really sure where or how I was going to get there, but I knew why I wanted to do it. And so, you know, in retail, I kept seeing a lot of inefficiencies and we had these metrics that leadership oftentimes couldn't explain like why we measured something a certain way or where that number came from. And so um, I kind of made it my mission to figure out, you know, why do we measure this and where does this number come from? Um, Because it was important to your scorecard and evaluations. And so um, there was a lot of, uh, besides inefficiencies, you know, just opportunities to do things a lot better operationally. And so healthcare informatics, initially my passion was to take that and bring it back to retail pharmacy. And I knew going in that there was a lot more opportunity on the hospital side with informatics. So that was what I was um, in the back of my mind. You know, going into healthcare informatics eventually might require me to transition out of kind of the retail pharmacy world. I just was uh, kind of scratching and on trying to find opportunities. I started listening to your podcast, um, the Pharmacy IT and Me podcast. That was really helpful for me starting out. I remember some of those aha moments that um, some of your guests had. Um, I remember one of your earlier podcasts with Sam Enderegg. Um, he just talked about how he worked hard. He was you know, looking for projects and he was just kind of keeping his head up, looking for opportunities. And so, you know, there's a lot of when you're hungry and kind of looking, you know, some of those podcasts really kind of resonate with the listener. So hopefully I can provide some useful kind of give back to somebody out there. Yeah. You know, like what it's interesting you brought that up that, you know, you've listened to the podcast and got advice. One of the things that I constantly get questions about, which I don't have any experience with is uh, transitioning from, you know, the retail setting into informatics or into some kind of like technology role. So like knowing what you did and how that got into, um, you know, where you are today as a principal trainer, where you do have some involvement with the uh, technology systems, how, how do you or what kind of advice would you give people who are, you know, they're in retail now, they know that they're interested in informatics, they know that technology application is like where they want to go, like, what kind of advice would you give them for like their next steps? So I think there's a couple of opportunities. Um, for me, I chose to go back to school and work towards a master's um, in biomedical and health informatics. Um, you don't necessarily have to do that. That would definitely be kind of a accepted pathway. Being in pharmacy, I kind of thought you know, after all the school involved in training to get the PharmD, I was done with school forever. Um, I knew I needed to gain some experience in training somewhere. And that was the challenge, like how to get kind of plugged in. So kind of tapping into that network um, for healthcare informatics. I think at the time I was the only pharmacist. There might have been one other one that just didn't know it, but there weren't many pharmacists in that program. So it was a little bit of a fish out of water um, coming in. But it was able to kind of plug me into a whole new network of um, people involved with healthcare informatics all of a sudden, you know, there was like meetups and um, healthcare symposiums that I was able to join and go to and 
sometimes I would cross paths with people from college or um, people who worked with the, the school of pharmacy. And so I'd be able to build a connection with them kind of early on, kind of fueled kind of gaining some experience and knowledge. Because like I said before, I didn't know exactly how or how that was going to work. I knew why I wanted to do it, but it seemed really hard to kind of break out of that that retail retail role. Whereas if you're in the hospital side, your listeners have probably heard this a lot. Um, it's a little bit easier to kind of get involved with projects and kind of work your way out that way, kind of through your organization. One thing with that program is once I got my job at Duke, there was a lot of learning and training that I had to do personally, just with the EPIC certifications. So I was looking at um, just a lot of studying, because it's like you spend a considerable amount of time preparing for those um, EPIC certification exams. And then I had that big project to work on too. And so I knew everything was going to take a little bit longer for me personally, just because I was new to EPIC and new to kind of hospital pharmacy. And so um, I kind of hit the pause button um, as far as the health informatics pathway that I was on. But when I did my interview, that was really important to Duke to have that experience that had shown a level of effort that I was interested in informatics that I was in school. And then once I started Duke, and I was kind of able to start building that experience part. And, you know, you did mention, too, that you're currently in the uh, Master's of Science for Hospital Health System Pharmacy Administration, the very, very long title. Um, so uh, can you kind of like talk a little bit more about that, too? Yeah. What I found, I believe you've mentioned this on earlier podcasts, was more I got down this road of pharmacy informatics. The it overlaps a lot with administration. And in this role, I'm continually interacting with leadership. I'm with pharmacy and IT. And so I, it gave me a vision to you know, continue to further my career. Um, so I was looking at different programs, different MBA programs, or like a management and clinical informatics type program. And so this uh, program that traditionally has been offered for residents um, at UNC um, became open this year to uh, people who are along in their career. So it's the, the MS online program. And so I wasn't really on this path towards pharmacy administration, but uh, finding that the farther I go along in informatics overlaps a lot with pharmacy administration. And I think it's also true on the other side, um, folks going through pharmacy administration are finding you know, they're having to increasingly learn more about pharmacy informatics. The more we bring things online with like devices and um, all the things, it's the, the paths are kind of converging. And so that really, you know, sp speaking to some of the pharmacy leaders um, at my organization and that I know, they really encouraged me down this pathway to, um, to look at this MS program. It's an online program, so even if you're not in North Carolina, you can still apply and do it remotely. Um, I think a lot of our classmates are are out of state, um, so it's been really valuable um, to me to join the program this year um, in the first inaugural year. Just continue to learn. We've been learning a lot about evaluation processes um, and also some data analytics, and so there's some components that are heavily involved with pharmacy informatics that are also in pharmacy administration. 
And so that's been really neat to kind of, I guess, back into this this program. Yeah, I was looking for master's programs to continue to grow and develop. And so this is really neat that this uh, master's program for uh, hospital health system pharmacy administration exists. So I think it was a logical next step for me personally. Awesome. That's really cool that you're able to continue your education with that. And, you know, like I, I feel like after we work for a few years, we notice that we need to kind of like continue our education because the more we learn, the more we know, the more I guess we realize we don't know. And um, it's uh, it's something I did too, where I also went through a, uh, you know, post-master's certificate too. For anyone who is uh, interested in reaching out to you, what's the best way that they can uh, reach out to you at? Yes, uh, please feel free to re- reach out to me by email or um, by LinkedIn. Um, either one of those work great. And I'm sure Tony will include my email in the show notes. Awesome, awesome. Yeah, I'll include it so people can reach out easily just by clicking on the links. And uh, But yeah, I mean, thank you again for taking some time to be on the podcast today. Oh, my pleasure, Tony. And it's been wonderful to catch up with you. And thank you so much for having me on your show. All right. If you like our show, please share with your friends or you can help us out by writing a review on Apple Podcasts or any of your other favorite podcasting services. You can also check us out on social media on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or LinkedIn. And you can also reach out to me at Tony at PharmacyITME.com. If you want to network, you can check out the Pharmacist Slack group at PharmacistConnect.com, which is P-H-A-R-M-A-C-I-S-T-S-C-O-N-N-E-C-T.com. There's different topic channels, including informatics, and I've met some great colleagues on there. And I look forward to connecting with you as well. Thank you again for listening. And I'll see you on the next episode of Pharmacy IT and Me. And remember, technology is a tool. Patient care is the goal.